Hey, good people, come on in the room. Come on into the counseling session. This is Tyra Body with God in Therapy. And, and let me just start by saying this right here, <laughs> this is like three years in the making. I'm, a, I'm just going to be honest. This is like three years in the making. I have had several people to tell me, Tyra, you need to do a podcast. You need to do... And I didn't want to. Let me just go ahead and say that. I did not want to. Why? Same reason why you ain't doing nothing that people tell you supposed to do something. Uh, I didn't have the time or no, it's not that I didn't have the time. I didn't make the time. I'm like, what is it in for me? What am I going to get out of it? it what, what's the purpose of it? I don't feel like people judging me, talking about me. Oh, she don't know this. She don't know that what she got on. I didn't feel like doing that. I, I'm like, why? Why would I put myself on social media consistently over and over again, trying to help people that ain't got nothing to do with my daily life? Yes, it is a selfish way of thinking. However, <laughs> God has a way. He has a way. People, he has a way of getting you all the way right, bringing you in, sitting you down, and saying, of all the things I have equipped you for, given you, benefited your life, all the things I have gifted you to do, why would you not do it? Why would you not share? Why would you not help people when you see people need it, you see that, I, that you have it? Why would you not give it? And that's the stuff that wakes you up at night. That's the stuff that you get up in the morning and you know it's something I'm supposed to be doing. There's a service I'm supposed to be giving and I'm not doing it. And you try to put it off month after month, year after year, and it's there and you get the little signs. And one day you just simply have to give in and say, God, if I don't do it for no other reason that I know that it makes you proud and that you want me to do it, then you do it. So here is God in therapy. <laughs> Here it is. God in therapy is this child within me that has been brewing for years in my heart. My love for God and my love for healing people. And how do you heal people? What is the biggest issue that a lot of people are dealing with? It is their mental health. And the mental health affects the physical health, affects the spiritual health affects your emotional health. It affects your relational health because the Bible talks about as a man think it, so is he. So I got my people together and they're in the room. Like my people, let me tell you my people right now, the people that walk with me right now. First of all, it's my husband. He is in the room. So I want y'all to hear if I say something about him, he heard it right here. He is in the room. You're not going to see him, but he's talking smack the whole time. No, I'm just kidding. He's just here as my support. That's my person. And then I got my friend Hannah and her husband, Anthony. They are my people. They are greater entertainment and they help. You know, let me show you. Let me just tell y'all the beauty of that. When God has you doing something, he gives you the resources and the people to do it. It really went hard to bring us together. Everybody's equipped. Everybody has what they have. And he's like, just do it. I can't even give God an excuse for not doing this because he's like, why can't you? You, you know the people. You got the resources. Do it. So here we are. Here we are. So why this particular podcast and why am I doing it and why am I equipped to do it? Well, professionally, I'm a licensed mental health therapist. 
that's it if you need to know that like is this another lady with a microphone and she's just talking whatever I have went to school to give you some real help on therapy so I'm here for that but I believe more importantly God has gifted me and anointed me for this particular thing based upon the experience of life he has given me I have been tried by fire ever since I was a child just through some things that I've had to deal with in my family, mental health issues that they have had generationally, traumas, um, just some experiences, traumas that I've dealt with, that you deal with, that God has really had to help me through other people coming into my life and supporting me and lifting me up and mentoring me to come out of some stuff, to really, he has really helped to strengthen a lot of areas where I was weak. So let me just put that out there. I'm not some guru telling you I got it all together and never had to get it together. I'm here today because I didn't have it together. I didn't know a lot of things. I was very ill-equipped. But the God of the universe, the Father, has helped to fill my cup. Really helped me to be resurrected in a lot of spaces, restored in a lot of spaces, healed in a lot of spaces. And so now I want to pour that out to everybody else. I want to give that to you as best as I can. So... Today, we're going to start this podcast off because I want to do some perspective shifts. I want to prepare your heart. And I'll even say a short prayer. Father God, I pray that the person that's listening to this or watching this, God, that they can receive this shift in perspective, that they can get this clarity, God, that they will receive advisement. Something will be said today, God that is going to completely shift them in their thinking. That's going to bring joy, God. That's going to give you glory, God, because they're going to have an understanding of how truly loving you are. As they hear something today, there's going to be a breakthrough, something that said that they'll get that aha moment and to say, I get it and I understand it. And so that they will have peace and joy, God. So we ask that and we thank you in advance. So, I'll give you a little insight. I'm working on something. I'm working on a book. I'm going to throw it out there, but that's not what this is about. But as I was working on it, because this is a project, God really revealed to me something about the weights of this world. And you say, what do you mean the weight? And I mean weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, the weight of this world. And he said, a lot of my children are not doing the things that I need them to do and walking in joy and peace and purpose because they are weighted down. They're weighted down with a lot of things that I never intended for them to be weighted down with. And so I want to read to you Hebrews 12 and one. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Pastors, y'all can start every sermon and end every sermon with that scripture. Like you really could. If I was a pastor, I'm not. But if I was a pastor, I would start every sermon and end every sermon with that scripture because it talks about us throwing off anything that hinders us and sin that easily, easily entangles us. Because once you do, you'll be able to run with perseverance. What does it mean to run with perseverance? It means that I have at some point been able to take off 
everything that was holding me down in order to fully walk in the purpose and plan God has for my life. If you want to know what that looks like, look at people who you, who you wonder, what do they have that I don't have that they're able to just do a thing, not worry about what people think, not worry about the opinions of others, and they're able to get there. Why are they able to just walk freely and boldly in things and I'm not? It's because you're probably suffering with a weight. There's a weight on you that has caused a weight, W-A-I-T. Meaning you are still waiting to move out into the things of God because there's something on you that you're like, once I get this done, once I get this fixed, once I get this off, then I believe I'll be able to do whatever it is God tells me to do. Ponder that for a minute. Because some of the weights other people put on you and some of the weights you have put on yourself at a point and you don't even know that they're there. And if you trace back the things you have put on yourself, it's still linked to somebody putting a weight on you. So let's talk about it. Let's start with the parental weight, the weight of our parents. And so let me help y'all because somebody gonna already say, I got a good mama and daddy. My mom, don't talk about my mom and daddy. I, I hear that. <laughs> Every time I meet with a client and I say, tell me about your parents. Tell me who raised you. The first thing they say is, I had a good mama and daddy. I said, I didn't ask you that. I, I know they're good. You know why? Again, God, said that everything he made was good. So your mama and your daddy is good. My mama and daddy are good. But whatever our parents did has a major effect on how we view life, how we engage with other people, what we pursue, and how we feel about ourselves. Whatever way we were raised by whoever we were raised or who didn't raise us, it has a major effect on what you're doing right now. And yes, that is a coin phase. People used to say, who raised you? But it's so poignant. It's so serious when somebody asks you that because most of you are living out the ramifications of the person that poured into you, the person that spoke into you every day, the person that trained you every day. And if you haven't taken a second to pay attention to who that person is, and I don't mean looking at them as mama or daddy, but as a person, you have not figured out who trained me and why did they train me and what patterns did they place in me that I'm now living out. And if I look back at their parents, there's a pattern from them as well that's being walked out in me. So uh, an exercise I do with a lot of my clients, I say, um, tell me about your mother. If it was a lady. I said, tell me about your mother. If it's a man, I said, tell me about your father. I say, but. Talk to me like they're a person that lives down the street that just moved in three doors down. You went over to take them a bottle of wine or, or, or a fruit basket. And then you sat down with them and you started talking to them and they gave you a quick little uh, snippet of who they are. Describe, and then you come back home and I'm, I live at your house and you say, I met Miss so-and-so down the street. This is who she is. I say, tell me about your mother. And so... It's amazing to me how many are like, wow, that's very hard to do, to take them out of my head from being my mom to being this lady Susan down the street. 
But you have to. I tell them you have to because I need you to know Susan is a person. She's a person that has a past, has been raised a certain way. Certain people spoke certain things into her. So you need to know who she is before you even try to understand you all's relationship. And so when they take on that, that, that thought process and they sit there and imagine and start describing this person, what they end up doing a lot of times is describing themselves. A lot of the characteristics, a lot of the personality traits, a lot of their relationship decisions, all of that, they realize, wow, I'm doing some of the same things. A lot of the same habits are in me. I'm almost the same person in a lot of ways. I think I did a little bit better, but some of that stuff is showing up in my life. Well, it's supposed to. It's supposed to, of course. Why? Because what, what, is, what does the Bible say to parents? He said, train up a child and the way they should go. For when they are old, they will not depart from it. Now, why would God need to tell parents that? Because, of course, if I have a child, I'm going to raise them. He said, no, I need to make sure I tell you to raise them the way they should go. Because you're going to raise them the way you want to. If I don't be specific and tell you this, you're going to raise them in the way you want to or in the way your parents told you to or, the, or your comfort zone. And then they're going to be a miniature little copy of you and not me. They're going to operate like you and not me. They're going to have everything that you gave them, but not the stuff I need them to have. They're not going to have the confidence that I need them to have, the boldness that I need them to have. They're not going to know that they are purpose for my work if you don't tell them. And so what do we do as parents? Because I am a parent of three children. We usually revert back to whatever we were used to, whatever our training was. As soon as I became a mother, something in my head clicked and I started saying, do the stuff that you remember seeing. Now, it was very hard for me to find a lot of things to do with the babies because I'm a youngest child. I see a lot that my mother did with babies. So I would read books. I would get counsel from other people. I would get information. And so I would do that. But something about when they turned about five, six, 10, 13, some patterns start showing up in the way I was raising them as a mom. And it wasn't necessarily good patterns because I can also see in their faces and their responses to me, familiar faces and responses. They were my faces and responses as a child to when my mother would say certain things or do certain things. And so I started to think to myself, oh, I'm about to create a pattern. I'm about to create a pattern that eventually I may create a relationship that I may not be okay with with them later on if I don't get out of the pattern. But even as I studied my mother's background and I know my grandmother and my great grandmother, this has been a pattern for years um, of women, not particularly nurturing their daughters, but just making sure that they were strong. Because my mother, her mother, my great grandmother, they lived in very um, in situations where they were extremely vulnerable and they needed the girls to be strong. And so they weren't sitting around coddling us too much because if I coddle you, you're going to get destroyed. If I don't make you tough, you're not going to be able to take care of yourself. You're not going to be able to provide for yourself. And so there wasn't a lot of nurturing and love. It was Get your work done, get your school done, get a job, make money, do this, do that. And so even as I'm raising my children, I'm asking them about their schoolwork, but not their feelings. 
I'm asking them to clean up their room, but I'm not asking them about their friendships. I'm not deep into how they feel about their life experience. I'm giving it to them. I'm telling them how they feel. They sit down, they, they hurt themselves, they fall down, and I say, get up, you're not hurt, you are right. I'm not even allowing them to sit in their feelings. I'm not allowing them to even have an emotion that's appropriate to what just happened to them. So now when I'm telling them their emotions and those emotions don't even fit the situation, they grow up into women who don't respond correctly to their environment, who don't emotionally respond um, with what's actually happening to them. They are just sucking it up and pretending that life is not happening to them and what's going on with, with them is not going on with them. So I can hear in myself telling my daughters how to feel because in my head, just like my mother, I'm teaching them to be tough. Don't let anybody see that they hurt you. Don't let anybody see you cry. But at the ins on the inside, I'm crying. <laughs> I'm crying in my room by myself. I'm crying in my head. I'm having stress show up and I don't even know why it's showing up, anxiety and stress. So parents, I wanna talk to you because the very foundation of a human being's life is their parents. When God is telling you to raise your children a certain way, he has given you a job. He has given you something to steward. The children are a ministry. They are something God gave you and said, here, here's something, do something with it. Multiply this seed, this baby I have given you and make it something great. So when I have a child in my care, I have to study this child. I have to be intentional about this child, the words that I speak to this child. If I'm raising this child the way God, the way God said, he says the way you should, then I need to look in his word on how I'm supposed to treat people. So when he says love is patient, love is kind, love holds no record of wrong, when I'm dealing with my children, I need to be patient and kind, holding no record of wrong. When God is asking me to use this fruit of the spirit, um, which are those things, goodness, patience, um, forgiveness, all of that, I should make sure when I'm dealing with my children, that's what I'm doing. Because if I do those things, I'm gonna create a happy and healthy adult who's functioning out here with the rest of the world the same way. But if I don't, and instead I revert back to my training, I revert back to the things I was taught, I revert back to my feelings and how I'm, I wanna do something and what I'm comfortable in that day because I'm emotional, I'm gonna create another human being that functions that way. And guess what? When they are old, they will not be able to depart from it. Thus why millions of Americans are in therapy today. Because it is hard for them to depart from their ways. These personality traits that have been put on them, these emotions that have been put on them, they have zero coping skills. Cause mama and daddy didn't have coping skills. Mom and daddy just picked up habits. Yes. They picked up a habit. That's why mama did a lot of shopping. That's why daddy was doing the drinking. That's why the substance abuse was there. That's why daddy might've been a workaholic. Everybody was finding a way to cope with their issues instead of dealing with them. And Lord forbid they would ever go see a counselor or a therapist because that wasn't a thing. That's for rich people or people who had time on their hands or crazy people because you got to be real crazy to go talk to somebody about your emotions. Because you should just be able to smoke a cigarette and get over it. You should be able to just find you an unhealthy habit and do that instead of dealing with what you should be dealing with.
And addictions come in all forms. You could be dick addicted to video games. You could be addicted to, to sports. You got to watch 15 million sports because when I'm watching sports, I feel good. I feel like I'm a winner. I feel like I'm in the game. But then when that sports, those sports are off, you're back to your normal life. Because you won't deal with what you're dealing with. And see, all the things, some of the things I named, when I named them, you're like, that's not unhealthy. People, you know, get on social media. People shop. People um, watch sports. But sometimes you can find yourself doing it in excess because every time I'm upset, this is what I go do. And, and they have a, you know, a phrase called retail therapy. Like people say that that's actually therapy for me when I go buy something. That's a very expensive form of therapy. And you can end up doing it to the point you're buying things you don't even need. Because you will not cope with why did I need to buy something today? What was the emotion I was dealing with? And I need to deal with my emotion and be real about it. Parents, there are just things we have to teach our children. You can't say, I'm too tired to do that. I'm too lazy to do that. Because what we create is the next generation of dysfunctional training. It is not a generational curse. It's generational dysfunctional training. Not taking to the time to say, God, I was not given this. I do not have a capacity to teach this because I don't even know what I'm doing wrong. But God, make me a good parent. God, give me the capacity to raise a child in the way that they should go. So they won't depart from that when they are adult. They will love you, Lord. They will walk after what you have for them. They will pursue the things you tell them to pursue. And they will live free and joyful and, and have a clear perspective on life. So that somebody, God, will be able to walk without a weight. It should be our goal as parents to not give our children weights that before they're even 18, 19 year, years old and be and able to make decisions for themselves. Those decisions are already clouded with so much trauma, so much insecurity, so much of you and your stuff that they can't even begin to start thinking about their stuff. The goal of the parent should be that I am going to produce a happy and healthy child. I'm going to steward this thing so well because the season of raising children does end. But when my season has ended and they are an adult, they are able to fully function on this planet with or without me. And so if you didn't get anything else out of today's message, I want you, especially if you are a parent, to significantly consider how you are stewarding your children. What weights are you putting on them that you need to take off? What you are saying to them and speaking into their life that will stick. Have you affirmed them fully? Because you don't need to criticize them. The world will do that enough. Have you affirmed them and built them up so much and so well that they know who they are, that they are targeted in the right direction? And if you are a person that has been traumatized and put on a lot of weight by your parents, I want you to study the family's lineage and see, has that been a practice for generations? And are you the one to shift it in another direction? You're going to have to find grace for your parents because a lot of them are simply just carbon copies of what was done to them. But they tried to do a little bit better, believe it or not. Most parents try to do a little bit better. They try to find at least one thing to do better, but it still may be hurting you. It may be still something 
that haunts you or bothers you about your parents even today. Find grace, but I want you to cast off that weight. Go to therapy, get your healing so God can use you to shift the family and the bloodline in an entire different direction because he can. You can look like something totally different than what you were formed to be by your parents. All right. So that is our segment today. I pray that you got something out of it. I pray, pray that you got some clarity. I pray that you got some healing. If you need more counseling, you can connect with me on tarabody.com and we can talk about your specific situation. I love you all with the love of Christ. This is Tara Body with God in Therapy. See you later. 